Good afternoon, and uh, thanks for joining uh, me this afternoon on our uh, Muddy River Breakdown podcast. My name is David Adam. I'm the uh, editor here at Muddy River News. Um, But I'm kind of putting my editor hat aside and, uh, I guess, getting out my old sports reporter notebook that I I carried around for for many, many years and talking with an an old colleague of mine uh, that we've known each other for a long time and haven't really had many opportunities to do anything like this. But this is Jack Hull. Jack uh, uh, has uh, lived in Pike County. Gosh, how long has it been since you've been in Pike County now, uh, Jack? Well, we've been been here 22 years after 17 years in Jacksonville, but growing up in Paloma and Camp Point. Yeah, so many people people (laughs) have have heard Jack's voice before and those of his sons, um, and and they do a really wonderful work with Central Illinois Sports, getting around and and, and doing live uh, video uh, broadcasts of, of local high school basketball games. But we're here to talk today about the passing of, to me, a friend, Harry Waggy. Uh, Harry died on Monday, uh, longtime basketball coach, longtime broadcaster, uh, was living in, in Quincy, uh, here in the last few years. Um, I had the opportunity to talk to Harry about a month ago, uh, for a story that we're doing on a series of, uh, old basketball teams who we are reliving. But Jack, you worked with Harry for many years on about a daily basis during basketball season, didn't you? Yeah, really, it was kind of funny. We moved here 22 years ago, David, and honestly, growing up in Camp Point, living in Jacksonville, Pittsfield was about the last place I thought I was going to live, and when Kathy got a job here at the hospital, she said, hey, we need to move there, and for about the first three months, that wasn't real easy for me. You know, you get set in your ways, and one day at the Airco station, here pulls Harry Waggy up, and he said, Jack, I need your help, and I said, what you need, Wags? He said, well, I'm broadcasting basketball and football and stuff on WBBA, and I took a job out here at the prison as a teacher, so I can't do the games during the week. Would you help me out? And I said, Harry, I'd love to do that. And that was a lifesaver for me because it really kind of indoctrinated me into the community, thanks to Harry Waggy, who was an old-time friend, played softball with my brother and and, uh, grew up in the Barry area, and Harry was that guy he always loved. You know what? That's what I was talking to somebody about Harry uh, earlier today and maybe even a little bit yesterday. But the one thing about Harry was, uh, was he the greatest basketball coach that that walked the, the earth? I don't know. I mean, he was a good coach. His teams had some good – he had some good teams in, 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 in Pike County. Unfortunately, when he was the basketball coach – there was only a two-class system, and Pleasant Hill, with an enrollment of, what, just a little over 100 kids, continually kept running into Big Bad Pittsfield, which had an enrollment of 400 kids. And yeah, four or 500. You so bet. Pleasant Hill um, didn't typically get very far in the postseason because <laughs> they just kept running into those Pittsfield teams that were coached by Dave Bennett that get, kept going to the sectional and the super sectional year after year after year. But there were many a, a, a Pleasant Hill team that won 20 games. And when I talked to him, uh, uh, like I said, about a month ago, he said, I wish that we'd had four-class basketball because then we would have never had to play Pittsfield. But we kept running into him every year. So I think that, you know, was Harry a, a spectacular coach? I, I don't know. I, it's been a long time ago since he did coach. But what he was was a great personality 
and a great ambassador for the game, and he did that as a coach, and he did that as a broadcaster for you. What do you remember about him in his broadcasting days, Jack? Well, uh, with Harry, who coached 21 years at Pleasant Hill in junior high and high school and went to the state one year with Nebo with with a, with a guy named Bobby Joe, and uh, old Bobby Joe later played. Bobby Joe Norris played at Eastern and later played in the USFL, and so Harry had lots of stories about him when he got into broadcasting. But Harry uh, and, and a guy named David Fuller, who was my business partner at the radio station, got together, and Harry took the equipment, and away he went. He just uh, he had more sayings and more little uh, isms of Harry Waggy than anybody I ever knew. And and here's a couple of things I think that are kind of fun. Lloyd Phillips worked with him. Lloyd Phillips was a good athlete. Oh, I'm Harry Lloyd, absolutely. And so when Harry would get up there, he'd say, Harry Waggy and double L, Lloyd Phillips because Lloyd's name was spelled with two L's. Mm-hmm. And part of the time, he had Mike Wombles with him, a Pleasant Hill guy who kind of grew up in Pike County. And and uh, Harry had always started his broadcast, well, here we are, dumb and dumber here tonight, because Harry knew if he made people laugh, they would relax. But here's what you knew about him, David. It could be the worst game in the entire world, and you didn't shut it off because Harry was going to have some fun during that ball game. And – if there were 50 turnovers, it was Sloppy Joe. This is a Sloppy Joe night, and they got Sloppy Joe all over the court. And you'd get those ones where you and I broadcast where a guy chewed a free throw and it hit the front of the rim. Well, with Harry, that was a crawler because it hit the front of the rim and it crawled on in. And everything was a barn burner. And Harry just was up and down. One night in Carrollton, Dave, he was on the stage at the end of the gymnasium in a folding table up in front of him. And he got excited and threw his arms up, and guess what? All the radio equipment and the table ended up <laughs> in the three-second zone on one end of the court, and they had to stop the game to get Harry back together again. That doesn't so surprise that, me. Yeah. And Harry would always say, you know, Dixie knows where I'm at because she can just turn the radio on, and she knows I'm at the ball game, and, and that's important. But uh, it, you have to think about Harry Waggy, and <clears throat> I know this is a family show, but this is a little funny. We'd eat lunch together up at the Red Dome in the old days. And Harry'd say, yeah, we need to get the government to get the WAG method enforced. And somebody'd say, what's the WAG method? He said, it's a wild-ass guess. That's the WAG method. And everybody knew that the WAG man was going to be there. And he always ended games and uh, in advertisements with, hey, go to Pike County Lumber Company and tell them the WAG man sent you. And we just uh, remembered that. But here's what he did more than anything for me, David. Mm Mm-hmm. Charlie started helping me when he was 10 and John and Charlie's 12. your son. So the, for those yep, listening, yep. Yep. Charlie's my second oldest son. John helped too, but, uh, <clears throat> John likes to talk like he's dad until the microphone goes on. He wouldn't talk, but Charlie at 10 would, well, he idolized Harry Waggy and he picked up lots of those little isms and you listen to him today and, and he'll say somebody's in a peck of trouble. Well, guess what guys, 33 years old, don't say they're in a peck of trouble. That's no. Harry Waggyism, mm-hmm. and uh, and so he really formulated what Charlie is able to do today. And once again, I remember Doug Ellis, John Hampton, always saying to me, "Oh, Harry's here tonight. Must be a big game, Jack, because you're not doing it." <laughs> and we used to laugh about that. And you know, Harry was he was quite a guy. And to give you a little funny on him, he went to Robert Morris in Carthage with right. Wayne Ludens a former coach that coached for many years in Barry and Wayne and my brother grew up together. And Harry's a couple of years younger than them. 
And then later, Harry went on to Northeast Missouri State. That's now Truman State. But Harry would say things to looters who looters never smoked or drank in his life. And Harry'd say, you ought to try a beer, Wayne. And Wayne says, it tastes like crap. Why would I want to do that? And Harry'd say, well, you got to acquire a taste for it. And looters would shoot back, well, if I went and drank water out of the Mississippi, would I develop a taste for it? And just back and forth all the time in those things. And then one more thing I, I have to tell you and your listeners is Harry Waggy loved to play fast fit softball. He and Wayne Luters and a lot of other guys played together, Doug Elledge. But after the games, we might go have a cocktail out in center field out by an old stump. And Harry Waggy was the champion of champions in arm wrestling. I never saw anybody beat Harry Waggy in arm wrestling. And uh, I'd bet little side dollars on it. You know, you wouldn't make much money, but Harry, you could count on Harry to win for you. And what's really fantastic is Harry had a band when he was in high school called the Teasers. And they recreated that a few years ago after he got done broadcasting and the bleachers got a little bit tall for him. Friday night before his death on Monday, he sang in Barry with his band now called the Vin Fizz Bunch because part of his teasers band had passed away. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Harry was, Harry was loving life still to that point. Well, that's what, you know, I, I think of all the things that you just said about him, he loved life. I cannot think of a single time when I ever ran into Harry Waggy when I didn't laugh. He didn't have a story for me. I re, I still remember um, he came to Quincy back when I was in charge of the old McDonald's Harold Wig Classic All Star Basketball Game. I I, mm-hmm. I I think he was an assistant coach that year, and. It was typical, always on a Friday night. You know, the players were staying in town, and 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 uh, the the Harold Wig staff would take the coaches out for a couple of beers and sit around and have a few laughs. Well, Larry, Harry, I don't know how he talked me into this, but somehow we got one of the WGEM news anchors to come to the bar that we were at, and Harry did a quote unquote live newscast with this anchor at the bar. And it was all off the cuff, totally winged it. We went to another place that night, and 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 Harry took the uh, took the song the, "The Land of the Rising Sun" and changed all the lyrics off of his off the cuff and sang to the crowd like karaoke style. He he was the life of the party. He was fun, but I don't. What 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 I but what I probably. Those are the things that you remember because they were so, I guess, outlandish. But what I also remember was that he invited me down to WBBA on a Saturday morning. I think it was at 8 o'clock when he had the coach's corner. Coach's corner at 9. He loved that. He loved the coach's corner, and he was so proud of that broadcast because it gave him a chance to talk a little bit more, not necessarily about the games, but would talk about – trends and things that were going on and it was him and a coach for an hour and he had me come down there and we sat at the mcdonald's down in pittsfield and i'll never forget that it was such a fun time and harry was very knowledgeable and very caring about high school athletics so was he you know the john wooden of of high school basketball in west central illinois probably not but he just loved the game Loved to promote the game, loved to talk about the game, and 
I can't ever think about Harry Waggy without thinking of the word fun. Harry was just fun. Bigger than life a lot of times. You know, a couple things you may not know about Harry. His life was complete because the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. Harry true. was a huge Braves fan. That is and true. And he and Phil Necro were friends. He talked to Phil Necro five days before Phil passed away. On the phone, Phil called him. And then you got to hear this one real quick. He's at the Macomb Holiday Tournament. And of course, he sits in press row, and Harry could uh, could really – his voice projected pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know? And, mm-hmm. and uh, so Harry's telling me after the game, he said, yeah, we stay at the hotel there north of town. And he said, we went to the regulator and had a couple of beers, and it was pretty late. And I uh, – I couldn't remember what my hotel room was. And so I started knocking on the doors trying to find Lloyd. And I knocked on the door and he said, Jack, you're not going to believe this, but Andre the Giant was in town for a wrestling match. He answered the door and he growled at me and I ran as fast as I could down the hallway. <laughs> Only Harry Waggy could find Andre the Giant in Macomb, Illinois at a little two-star hotel, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just, there's always stories about Harry. He was just gregarious. He he just didn't care. He had he had fun. But I know how proud he was of his basketball teams. I know how oh proud he was of that, you know, when I talked to him about that 91 team that took the eventual state champions. It was a two-point game with a minute to go. I mean, they yep. were right there. And it was probably Harry's best team that he ever coached. And to this day, it's still it was like, gosh, dang it, we had it, we had a chance. What could have happened if we beat Pittsfield? And it, it, you could just tell the passion for for basketball that he had and a passion for that team. And he just but it never he never let that slow him down it never let him bog him down because the next thing was you're gonna get another story from harry about who he talked to or where he went or where he sang or whatever he's done and i'll always appreciate that uh, uh about harry i mean i uh, i mean pleasant hill is not a very big town and i know he hasn't lived there for a long time you know he's been been in quincy here for oh gosh how long has it been here jack probably 10 years oh guys he's been gone for pittsfield probably for 12 or 14 years yeah. he was on the county board here and i mean top vote getter when he ran for county board Absolutely. all the time yeah and 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 here's you know here's a couple basketball coaching things for harry his best point guard transferred to pittsfield his senior year and guess what happened that was the only regional that harry ever won yeah. when he beat Pittsfield. i remember that he, he lost his best player then a few years later Mike Lummis, who was the the funeral director down there, a guy who grew up in the Camp Point area, had a son named Scott who was about six five, six six, and Mike had uh, some health issues, so he moved to Galesburg, and Scott moved with him. Scott was so good that he was the MVP of the Collinsville tournament that year, and Harry lost him. Now, when you're in Pleasant Hill, you don't get six five Collinsville MVPs very often. Right. So there's another team he could have been good but with. But they were still good even when he left. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really good. But, you know, what was sad, and it happens with so many, David, and we've seen it over and over, people love their coaches until they don't. And that can be Dave Bennett, Mike Frey, yeah. Harry Waggy, whoever it is. And, you know, I hope that people get this one sometimes. 
those guys bleed for those kids. Oh, they do whatever they, they can. Do. And they end in the most awful way so many times. And Harry was heartbroken. But you know how God took care of that? Harry went to work at the prison mm -hmm. and worked there a few years. And because of that, Harry had a whole lot nicer retirement than he would have had if he'd have stayed in education right. till the end. And so it worked out for Harry. And he was able to help his kids and his grandkids. And oh my goodness, was he proud of his grandkids and his great grandkids. And about, about, I think three years ago, I visited him in the hospital and I thought he was probably not going to make it then, but here came Harry back again. And if you got a chance to interview Harry, whether it was on the phone or live, you were going to have a good time. And then you were going to get Kenny Stouffer and Harry Waggy stories. And he'd go to the Winchester tournament and try to do all eight games that first day. Yeah. And by the sixth game, he was almost whispering because he had lost his voice. But he was going to do them, and he was going to be right back there on Monday and do all 26 games because that's what Harry Waggy did. Well, I can only imagine I, I, uh, his visitation for Harry is uh, Thursday the 13th, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, from 11 to 2. Uh, and then the services are going to be at Park Lawn Cemetery in Barrie. Um, uh, Niebuhr Funeral Chapel in, in Barrie is handling all the arrangements. And I can just imagine the line of people who are going to go there to say to, to, to give their, their their condolences to the family and express their thoughts the stories just think of this okay i have a handful you have a handful everybody who has ever crossed a path with harry waggy has a story or two or three and it might have something to do with it could be with anything because harry just again he just loved life Loved to sing, loved to go play softball, loved to coach his basketball team. There was he. he I, I never saw him sad. I never saw him upset. He was just a guy who said, "Hey, I've only got so many, so much time on this on this universe. I am going to go for the gusto, and I'm going to have a good time, and I'm going to have a beer with my friends. And I can't. I just can't imagine how many people." saw that Harry died and didn't just there was a, a a little tinge of sadness to go gosh dang it that that he he was a good man and he was a fun man and he will be missed you bet he loved Dixie with all his heart they were great partners and one more that you might not know Harry loved cats and he had cats at home and uh you know it just showed the big heart of the big man and you know Harry's like me. He babbled with weight, and he'd lose weight and gain weight and lose weight and gain weight. Yep. Harry really wasn't very big when he was in high school, and his dad was running a gas station in Barry. But he loved Barry too, and and he loved Pike County, mm -hmm. and he knew it was time to move to Quincy to get a little closer to some things and for Dixie's work and and all the things there. But you know, we had lunch together for probably about three or four years there at the Red Dome around a red table, a round table. And you can imagine the stories that were told there. And he would and hold uh, court. I can tell you right now, <laughs> I can imagine him just sitting there rocking back in his chair. And he, it, if you had one story, Jack, he had three. And I'll tell you this, if he could, he'd vote Republican in the next election. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I thank you. Jack, it was a pleasure for you to take the time to talk about Harry. As soon as this happened, as one of those things I just thought, gosh, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't have a chance to, to 
offer a few thoughts, and you were so kind to come on here and, and offer some as well for Harry. Thank you very much for being a part of this. Hey, it was a pleasure, David. I wish you guys at Muddy Rivers continued great success, and there's no better way to end this than to just tell people what Harry would tell them. Tell them the Wagman sent you. Tell them the Wagman sent you. This has been the Muddy River Breakdown. Thanks so very much for joining us.